Look, you can't tell me nothing about these bars if I spit better than you. I told my chick to choke me harder, I look better in blue. She ain't sexy, make me wanna know how you do that. You got fly, then you flew back. She might just let you take that shot, it's all about how you shoot that, get your hand up on my plate, I'm eating anything I want. The paper do it major, do my best to get back. It's all about where you going, man, fuck where you been at. It's CTA 60, man, that's where I lay my head at. Domino, motherfuckers, what's happening? All right, so back at it again for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And as always, I go by the name of Domino. Now, I just want to tell everyone real quick, apologies um, if I don't sound as enthused or, you know, vibrant. Still trying to recover from the weekend. Um, It's been a weekend, yo. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Howard Homecoming. Shout out to Duce Palooza. Shout out to Low Key. Um, it's a lot of debauchery going down down there. Um, yeah, check out the uh, next Three Ninjas podcast because me and Bobby might be able to talk about what happened. I don't know. He got a girl, so I don't know what could you know what he can say and cannot say. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good week, and I'm still trying to you know get my bearings back and all that good shit. Um, also. Future Domino, I need you to put mass sound effects in here right here because by the time this comes out, my birthday will have passed, so happy birthday to myself, all right? Uh, damn, you know what? You know what I just thought about, G? I've been doing this show four years when the show come out. I've been doing this show four fucking years, B, because my guest just asked me how long I've been here, and I've been here about three years in G Studio. Appreciate y'all. I love you, my nigga. Just, just so you know that I've been doing the show four fucking years, yo. So many. You just, you done been here for mad changes, G. Mad shit that had mad people done come and gone, never came back. That's what I'm saying, my nigga. I like you. <laughs> been mad people done came and left, and uh, you know I'm still here, still staying, and still doing. I'm proud of my. Fuck that, yo. I'm, pr- I'm proud of myself, B. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. You know, sometimes, you know, you get that, the attitude like, oh, I'm not doing enough or, you know, other people moving faster than me. But yo, I'm proud of myself with the shit I did. And, you know, with my rotation around the sun, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at what I did, man. But you know, this is a special episode, you know, being that this is my fourth anniversary and this man just happened to be here. So, you know, shout out to him and introduce him in a second. Um, been hearing his name for about two years now. Um, been checking out his music over the past two years and can't even lie, I've been liking what the fuck I've been hearing. Name's buzzing, name is growing. Finally got him in the studio, finally about to sit down and talk to him. Uh, we got Ian Matthews. Matthew? Yeah, just Matthew. Matthew, okay, that's I, that's my fuck up because everybody say like Joe Buttons. Oh, yeah, nah, like, nah, nah. It happens all the time. There's no S on it. So, Ian Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with you, man? Chillin', man. Just came back. Uh, you said you had a long weekend. We had a long weekend, too. We just got back from, uh, I went all the way up north. I got a. Uh, you was in Maine? Yeah. The fuck yeah. you was doing in Maine, dude? Um, I went to so I went to school out there. Okay. And, uh, when I went to school out there, I went for audio engineering. Mm. When I got in there, I realized that I'm not meant to be behind the boards. That's a whole nother animal. Yeah, that, I don't know like, how G those, do half the shit yeah, he do. That nigga like, be hitting buttons and this sound go up and this and the reverb. Oh, it's, I, be it's, like, I understand that part. It's the, it's the sitting in front of the same sounds for, for hours and you telling me that that shit sounds different. When mm. it don't, that shit don't, to me, it don't sound different. Yeah. But was, and then when I got there, I wanted to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because I was already an artist and shit. But mm. I, had, I had just 
my goal was just to make myself a better artist. So I just linked up with engineers. I linked up with videographers, all these different people. And I, I created a little network out there. So I still go up north and still work with all these dudes up there. So mm. it's like people that I know, I, I I know that they know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I trust it. And I'd rather go up north and spend a little time driving and get a good quality product than maybe try somebody that I don't really know. Okay. Is that where the Ian up, up north come from? Uh, nah, nah, nah. I can explain it. Yeah, the okay. Ian up north. The Ian up north was uh the clique that we were with was uh the kids up north, and that, okay. that was Northside Jersey, uh, mm. Northern New Jersey. So like Union City, Jersey City, uh, Patterson, Weehawken, got you, Hoboken. Mm. So spots like that. And uh, my whole team, and it was actually somebody I had met out in Maine. Actually, we both went to school together. Mm. Started making music. He introduced me to his, you know, to the family down there. And they took me in, so it was always like we were just always the kids up north. Um, mm. And then it turned into the north side, and they just kind of like the producer that we guys icon up north. I mean, it's kind of like a like the ASAP kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was just kind of just it just it just sounded good, so Got we you. just roll with it. Got you. Now, being that you tried the engineer thing, you said that wasn't for you. Do you like how your music come comes out now? Like, do you hear everything that you need to hear that's coming out of your voice out of out of the speakers? Like, well, I always I always stress the the relationship with your engineer because mm. like. I don't know the technical side of it. I know how I want it to sound, but I can't tell you, hey, throw a reverb or whatever, you know. That's what I'm saying. You know how you want it to sound. But it's like So when you have that good relationship with your engineer, which I do, shout out my man T Biggs. Um Mm. he's he's amazing. Ever since I I got with him, I've literally seen my career, you know, skyrocket. My numbers go, you know what I mean? So but now I can literally be in the studio and be like, yo, man, I want you to, you know, bring me up, but kind of tuck me in a little more and and if you could just kind of make it sound a little more Mm. present and he'll mm. be like all right hold up i right, got you to his, his and then I, he'll play it and i'm like oh nigga that's you what, you knew you took, I was you took the shit that was in my head and fucking, fucking and, and it, but it's also because like we have a we have a, a a relationship outside of the studio too like i could call him we could just kick it you know what right I mean? we do th- you know and i think that's very important with people who you make music with because mm. this is like it's very personal sometimes so you don't always want to share it with everybody i guess or, or put it in other people's hands that you don't really trust so mm. You know, another, another same thing is the reason I go up to Maine. I trust them. You know what I mean? So it's like I've yeah, you definitely want to work with people that get you. Yeah, you absolutely. know they they get your sound, they get you, they know you. So it's like, oh, I hear this for you, or they can just recommend some stuff, and then you take the uh, the criticism, but like their advice. The, yeah, the yeah. critique. Yeah. The critique. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Is you got to be able to 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 know when to be like, yo, I'm gonna stick to my guns here and mm-hmm. have him stand down, or you be like, you know what? You right, you right, or just just let's try it. Yeah, yeah. Always, always just try it. Always try it. Never mm. be like, never be afraid to try it. Because like, there's times where I even I'll be like, man, whatever, go ahead, fucking try it. Yeah, you try it. And I'm like, like oh, I'm gonna be right. mad at you yeah, right now, like, but I can't. Nigga, I was trying to stick to my guns, but you turned out to be fucking yeah. right. Yeah. that shit. I ain't even introduced this show all the way. So, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Where the fuck you get your podcast? We are there, Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, or concerns. If you want your question answered in the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. We just started getting to the conversation. I ain't even fully, you know, introduced the shit like I normally do, but I guess that's the type of show it's going to be for your anniversary. I'm celebrating, drinking right now, even though I really shouldn't. I got to work in the morning. Uh, I've been drinking all fucking weekend. Obviously, <laughs> you just say you try to get off the weekend. I mean, I was trying, <laughs> but like I'm a bad judge of character. I don't really listen they, to myself too much. I mean, they say it's the best way to cure hangover. I, I, I make I make bad decisions, man. I can't I can't call it, man. <laughs> but um, this is this is just how it's going right now. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know it was four years that I that three years I've been here in this studio in, in John G Studio, and four years I've been doing this show until you said something. I damn. was like, damn. 
That shit, that shit really hit me like, yo, I didn't been through a lot of ups and downs with this show, doing a lot of shit. Like the format of this show has changed. The, the fucking studio has changed so much. And just in that four years, I'm just seeing like, you know, constant growth and, you know, I'm learning to take, you know, all these losses in stride and not really hold on to, you know, grudges and grief and shit like that. I mean, musicians, they kind of go through that as well. Oh, absolutely. That, that same thing where it's like, yo, you try to hold on to, I guess, what you think is the sound or what you think is true to you. And um, I was listening to a lot of your music, everything that I could find. And I was listening to um, If Walls Could Talk. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, with your more up-to-date stuff that you put out, like, maybe, like, this year or whatever, it seems like you're more comfortable with yourself. It seems like you found you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how was how was that evolution like, though? Um, was it a rough path? It was, was not. Nah, it was, I mean, I guess, I guess everything is, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It was more just me kind of saying I felt like I was held back. People were telling me I was holding back because I would have people come into the studio and we would just do a dope rap record mm. and we'd be jamming that. And then I'll go and pick up a guitar and play like some country shit or like play some blue shit mm. or like sing some like Miguel or some shit. And they'd mm. be like, wait, wait, wait. wait. So you, you could do that, but you're not telling nobody you could do that. Right. And it started with just like, let's just use it for social media content just to kind of catch, pe catch people's eyes and be like, oh, that's a side talent he has. Mm. But in reality, like I grew up playing guitar first. So like I grew up, you know, on the blues, rock and roll, um, even like, you know, R&B music. Mm. Um, and that was a huge part of my life. But so was hip hop. You know what I mean? Hip hop right. hit, me, hit me different. So it was like, I always took to that. And like, I, I, I remember I had talked about it with T. Um, I had said I always wanted to stay true to that and figure out the best way to like you know respect hip hop when I when I presented myself. But mm. there were so many more elements to my to my music, and I and if you really listen to the core of hip hop, there's so many other elements that are in in that. And I mm. kind of just had like a realization of like you know some of my favorite Pimp C joints or like UGK joints. The samples are some old soul records. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you go back to the essence of it and it's like, whoa, this shit is in there anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, let me expand. Let me try. And then, then I started noticing that people liked it. And then once you do that, it's kind of like, well, mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. So let me give the people what they want at first. But it also felt good for myself. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like, if it's working and, and, and I enjoy it, I kept, I kept going. I haven't gotten to the point now where I've reached the point where I feel like, okay, this isn't me or like, you know, I don't want to experiment that much. I love to experiment, mm -hmm. but... I also want to, it's hard to brand yourself sometimes when you can, when you work with a lot of genres or like when you, when you try to like dabble in different things. Mm. So it's kind of like a, you know, definitely explore yourself and figure out what you want to do and where your sound is, but mm. also make sure that you can brand that and make it a, a unique sound. Now, why did you hide that part of you initially? Was it like just fear of exposing yourself, like your true naked self to people or was it just uh, like, I feel like I maybe I just tried to play the tough guy type of thing. Like, mm. you know, um, like with the hip hop, it, it, I guess it, it was kind of like branding. I wanted to brand myself as a hip hop artist, so I didn't. Oh, want so you it. wanted to be like, you know, not not boom bad, but you wanted to be like yeah. present yourself as like, yo, I got bars, I'm a yeah. lyricist, I do this, but you know, because I grew up like my one of my favorite albums to this day, like D Do or Die, A Z, mm. um, uh, uh, four five six, Cool G Rap, mm. you know what I mean, like classic hip hop albums that are just like the the core and the essence of what hip-hop was so i always like that's the shit i grew up on so that was what i always tried to like i guess that was my that was my bar you know mm. and, and i grew up around different mcs even in connecticut from you know uh my boy dre he was he's an older head but he 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 was like he's the one that, that i talk hip-hop with you mm. know and he teaches me all this shit but you know even like sax fifth from hartford mm -hmm. i remember when i was coming up i was like maybe like 18 19 when i first met sax and i was like damn almost nice mm-hmm 
I want I want him to respect me. Right. You know what I mean? And it's funny because we did a song and it never came out. Da, 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 and now we just never found a sound. But like now that I'm doing my new sound, mm. now we're going to get a record that's yeah, going to be you, crazy. Got some. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's just, I guess like just being true to myself and doing what I always was doing behind closed doors and showing people. I didn't think it was like that appealing to people, but nah, apparently uh, it is. Any musical talent, anything musical that you can do, you can implement in hip hop because we're in a state right now where like anything goes. If you experiment with something, people ain't killing you for it. Yeah, hell yeah. So, you know, you can you can put your full self out there because you saying that you play guitar early and then when your, I guess, first song started coming out and there's like no yeah, guitar, no nothing. nothing. Just no you singing, nothing. It's just straight bars. It's like, Cause I grew, I grew up. Why playing, I grew up playing in punk bands. Because mm-hmm. I grew up on punk music too. So I was like a, I was a headman, like a frontliner in a head in, in a punk band. When I was mm-hmm. like twelve years old. So I, I was used to being on stage, and I was used. To, I think it was just like an evolution thing of just trying to figure out all the different elements of my life and where they where they needed to go. Like it was like a puzzle piece, mm-hmm. you know. And then they finally they're starting to like make the picture and the puzzle. Now, do you think it because you are white that you had to come out the gate and you felt like that, that you had to brand yourself as like, yo, a legit hip hop artist before you just dive in anything? Else? I didn't feel like I needed a brand, but I felt I know I knew the I knew the stigma that came with it of like, mm. you know, it, I just wanted people to know that it came from a good place. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying to like like a gimmick. Yeah. Like I like, you know, I feel like sometimes I have to go into into the fact that I know hip-hop to kind of have people be like oh okay oh mm. I, oh all right all right all right all right, all right. i could i could respect your opinion now right you know what i mean and I, I don't i don't blame them like i get it you know i'm the minority when it comes to hip-hop i right. get that you know that's cool but i also if i want to do it respectfully you know what i'm saying i feel like i've always done it respectfully so mm-hmm. it's like i feel like i, I got branded at everybody be like oh you're the next eminem or you look like mgk and you guys are just like that and that kind of is what made me want to be like damn let me show them i got something different to mm-hmm. that. like you know what i mean like it kind of also got to me. It's like, okay, if they already have a MGK and they got these people, why are mm-hmm. they gonna want me? I mean, that's low hanging fruit though to say that a white boy look like. Yeah, you know, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I've been I, Macklemore I've, type shit. But just just the fact that you know you're gonna get those comparisons, yeah, you kind of have to ride with like this little shield of like shield of hip hop of like, nah, like no, no, I got talent. Me. Yeah, don't test me. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, which, yeah. Was, which helped me in in different situations. Like, I mean, I done ciphers with Umpi, like mm-hmm. you know, like people that got stripes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so it's. I don't know. I, I've always, I've always strived to to get the respect and just be respected. But sometimes it was like, like it wasn't like a front, but it was just like it was like a mask of like, damn. Let me not tell you I could do all this shit just so y'all could really like focus on. It the was bars. just a wall to protect yourself. Like, yo, yeah. like you know, sometimes sometimes you gotta do that. You gotta, you know, you don't want to expose yourself too early, or you don't want to put that much out there, and then you know it be received different. But it, it kind of hit different when you put yourself out there and people aren't receptive to it. Yeah. So you know that shit kind of you know. Plus the shit I was rapping about too, like. Back in the day, it doesn't really, like, I was always more of, like, I wanted to expand my mind and really just touch on everything I saw. Hmm. A lot of the things, like, some of the some of the more, you know, just, like, the, I guess, club songs or whatever, they were just, like, I got a daughter now. So hmm. I don't really want her going back, and, and I care about what she what she hears from me now. Hmm. So it's, like, I wanted my music to mature with me as a person, and I had to mature a lot when I had my kid. Right. So it was, like, it, this, I guess this is, like, the maturing of my, of my music and myself. Hmm. Now she does she change the way you make music and like your lyrics and music? Um, I always will make it so that if it's maybe like a, a controversial or a sexual or something line, like I'll be able to explain it, mm-hmm. you know, or 
she just won't hear it until it's time for you know for her to be like okay you know work she's grown too maybe but like yeah, she, yeah. she listens to my music oh she does okay. yeah she'll also tell me like she she'll come home and and like she got her own she got an iPad she got Spotify on it and she right. got she got me on there she's mm-hmm. like daddy look at you, she, you <laughs> yeah know? that got that that gotta feel good oh it's great yeah, yeah she sings my songs and like and she'll and like I remember one time it was on shuffle or something she's singing highway or something whatever what maybe problem mm. and then um I forgot what one it came on but she was like daddy we can't play that I'm mm. like well, she got a bad word. Can't play that. Word. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah. she's like, but you gotta make me a you gotta make me a, a clean version. Clean. Like she, oh, okay. she, she, she knows, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So like it it changes, but like as long as I can explain to her and like I feel like it made me my lyrics mean more now. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's not just like there's not a lot of fillers or just like some shit talking or whatever. It's like Purpose. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like when a when a when a writer writes a script or something, every line in there is for a reason. Gotta mean something. Every you know every mean? line don't necessarily have to hit, but it has to build or something. That's why I have a that's why I have a hard time with like the people that kinda go in and they're like, Oh, I just freestyle in the booth. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get your point across? What's what is your point? I like, mean there's as, it depends. Like uh, like a whole that that's different. That's what I'm saying. That's like a like a whole big We can't put that's lyricist. I'm t- I mean, I'm talking more like the you know, like the fucking yeah, you know, the, you know, the trippy reds and little pumps and you know, smoke perps and it's like, yeah, I don't write nothing down. Like, nigga, I can tell you don't write nothing down. So it's like, when you go in the booth, it's nothing that surprises me. It's like the shit that I get, Gucci Gang, catchy. I can't. I I don't imagine nobody writing Gucci you, Gang eighteen times on a paper. <laughs> and was it that catchy? Who's listening to it now? No, I'm saying for the for the time being, for like, oh, it was catchy. A lot I, of these I records have like a you know one week, two week, maybe even month lifespan. But there's nothing that's gonna give them. I think, longevity. They, have, I think, I think they have a they have a radio lifespan of that. But I feel mm. like the the live lifespan, like mm. that's what I noticed about these dudes, like these young cats now, is the music part of it is is cool like the the mp3s and all that, that you get yeah, yeah. the actual listening mm. but when you go to the shows mm. no, no. <laughs> i don't care if I, I don't care if i'm 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 this is before the snitching mm. but I don't right. care if i wasn't a six nine fan i would have been in the crowd like stupid like those those crowds are live man mm. like i you can't you can't deny it like mm. i even seen um i seen pictures of uh i think it was sean he took pictures of from rolling loud and blue face yeah, yeah yeah and i was like god damn like mm. even if I wasn't a blue face, I'm not a blue face. But even, yeah. even if I even if I didn't like, I'd be in the crowd like, this is low, this is dope. You can't yeah. deny the energy. Mm. So I think that's what these young cats have. That like, it almost feels like um like old like Method and Red. Yeah, like just like pure chaos on stage. Just yeah, I, I was like I said, I was I was at Howard Homecoming this weekend, and I saw the contrast of that where I saw the baby on stage and I saw Pusha T on stage. And the, the the records that the baby records, he cannot perform live because the way he double times his shit and the way he raps, yeah. he, he cannot have the breath control. He cannot rap exactly on and like perform. like he like he can't turn the lyrics off and just and just have the beat playing. Yeah, Pusha gets on stage, he raps all his hits with with the clips. He he raps all his shit from his solo albums. You can hear every word, breath control, cadence, all that shit. The baby's just running around in this energy. It's you know you you hot right now, but it's like can you perform the records ten years from now, twenty years from now when they start doing old school tours? You know they got like uh like Dipset or like, or like Cameron and DMX, the Locks, and they're still performing these records from fucking twenty years ago. And when they hit, you're like, oh, and they ah! hit. Yo, my nigga, when Pusha did all his shit, yo, every record hit. But when the baby got on stage, I was like, yo, I know two of these records. And it's yeah. just like you're letting the background play and you're saying what you can while you run around the stage with a bunch of jewelry on. You want to interact with the crowd, but it's not really hitting the same. Pusha shit is just like nostalgia just 
yeah. bars, lyrics, the crowd hype. You do grinding. You do. I mean, it was it was. And that's where that's totally like, different. That's kind of where I grew up. You know what I mean? So that's why I I grew up in the in the. You know, if you go if you if you're an MC and you're going on stage, you better not have your shit playing in the back. That's 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 copping out. Corner yeah. rule number one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that was you couldn't do that, but now. I do it because it's a, it's allowed. If I fuck mm. up, fuck, I'm worried about the energy. I know my bars is on point. Is it allowed I, or is it accepted? That's oh, 100% like, accepted. But I, I I cheat. I I keep the I keep the the ad libs in the back. You know what I'm saying? No, that's that, that's cool. Ad libs. I'm talking you about you keep the, like, you keep your dubs. Yeah, so it's, you know what I'm saying. So mm. it's like it's, it's your it's your energy and shit. But if mm. you fuck up, it's still kind of there. You know yeah, still, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not. You know. But I kind of I can't deny it because it's are they musicians or are they entertainers? You know what I'm saying? Are they are they music? Are they entertainers that use music to entertain? Well, I think the baby could rap his ass off. He can rap his ass off. He got he got some bars, you know but it's saying? like, is the baby gonna matter five years from now? That's my thing. Like I'll, that's the that's the thing is like I never I don't know how this young generation is gonna take him. These young generation is are very fickle people. Where it's like here today, going tomorrow. You was young once. We yeah. was all young once, and we like certain artists that ain't around right now. So it's like, do we do we uh, punish? the young people for being young and liking what they like and like like the young people turn up era pills liquor sex all this shit they want to get high they just want to feel good yeah but eventually that shit gets eventually old eventually they feel bad and you get old so it's like do these same songs hit and you're like Lil John don't hit the same for me now like that that's coming up in my era like Lil John 100%. crunk music don't hit the same for me now Nelly don't hit the same for me now he could probably still go out and do them records but it the just the original don't. country grammar album that might that might have that still gets that still that might have been the first album I actually bought. Once he started doing money. like sweatsuit, that was when yeah. I was like, okay, it was yeah, it got kind of crazy. They, it was either that or Ludacris. What the fuck? I oh, I think I don't think Luda has a whack verse ever. Luda definitely has some songs that I won't listen to, like just commercial wise. But like as far as I've never heard Luda spit a whack verse. He got a whack verse. He some, got a couple whack verses. I gotta find him. Um, what's that? That song he did with Nicki Minaj. Oh, my Man. chick bad. Yeah, and he stole like Big Sean flow. That, yeah, ver- yeah. that that verse was horrible. Oh no, but then he no, but then he did no, but then he 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 went back on that. He had the whole the whole history lesson thing when he did that mixtape and came at, and he showed him. He was like, "I ain't steal your flow." You no, stole my I, flow. I mean, kind of, sort of, but it's like you know, you are you a older head trying oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. trying to appeal yeah, to the yeah, younger yeah. crowd or that's, to like the, the new class. That's where like that's where like Young Buck went wrong. Yeah, that's where Young Buck went wrong. Yeah, you know, and, I, I think I think G Unit just. All of G Unit just fell flat for some reason. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to chase, but it happened. Um, have you been watching the Wu Tang documentary? Not 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 yeah. documentary, but the like the, the Hulu mm-hmm. series. I seen the first. I seen the first episode, and then once I found out that um, Raekwon didn't really like shoot up the crib like that, I was like, I can't watch it. He didn't shoot up the crib like that. That's what I. That's what I was told. I, I did a little See, research, and I was told that now, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. To, it like I haven't like had that. time to do my googles and shit like that. But I'm like, yo, how how does the purple tape tape exist? How does Iron Man exist? Mm-hmm. And this nigga shot up his whole crib with his brothers and his mom, and I was like, yo, once you shoot, yo, I'm gonna fuck out. I don't like, give a fuck if you shoot at me. It's you a shoot rap. At you me, shoot at yo, my family. It's a Reynolds. We rap. are not friends. We can't be friends. You tried to kill me. I don't give a fuck how ignorant you. Ignorant you was, how under the influence you was, nigga. We can't be friends if, because if you'd have hit one of us, just one. It's not like, yo, sorry. You can't say sorry for killing my people. You can't even say sorry for shooting at my crib. Dog, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> how does this shit exist? So I'm like, so I'm thinking that while I'm watching this shit, I'm thinking it's, it gotta be coming from RZA, you know, like like the main members of yeah. Wu Tang. It gotta be, you know, it's executive produced by Method Man. RZA, you know, is the, you know, the forefather of this shit. He put all this shit together. So I'm like, it can't be that exaggerated. But then but, I'm like, 
that's a lot bro that's, that's a, a lot. lot of shit like <laughs> your man fucking your sister and then like you shooting up cribs and now like you know this person dying off of this and it's like yo this person beefing like yo how do they get cool how do you even have chemistry in the booth after that dog like, how do you how do you put this together like how does people have beef for I so did, long i did watch the documentary though on showtime of mike's and men yeah yeah okay that yeah. was good that was good that was that was a great fucking documentary but with the hulu series uh it chronicles uh, like RZA, I guess, going through samples because you mentioned samples. Mm-hmm. He's going through all these samples of like how he put together certain records and shit. And, like like the records that he sampled, I would have never guessed he got that sample from like uh, Method Man song on Thirty Six Chambers. I would have never thought he got that shit, slowed it down or sped it up and got that sample. Like the song he did with uh, Ghostface. Uh, I I would have never thought he got that sample from that song the way he spun that shit so me seeing shit like that and me being like a Wu-Tang fanatic that shit blew my mind and the fact that he's in charge of that shit makes it even more believable it's just the shit with the shooting and all that other shit how do you feel about how they how they portray ODB because I feel like they don't give I feel like he was way smarter than they made him seem I only seen the first episode by the way but I'm just saying when I watched it I was like god damn he, he was wild but he wasn't dumb yeah. They made this motherfucker seem dumb. No, it's it's basically what the TV portrayed because, you know, we not we we were never with ODB on a daily basis. We never knew like the, you know, the real ODB. Yeah. So what we saw on like the MTV with him going yeah, to get his okay. fucking food stands with the shit. Like, you know, that could be part of the entertainment value. That could be part of like the showmanship. But, you know, when you really talk to these niggas and they talk about the five percent, they talk about yeah, what yeah. they're into and all that shit. Like, yo, these ain't dumb hood niggas. These is like they had a purpose. Just, like these are smart men that just happen to be in a fucked up circumstance. And this is what I this is what I mean about hip hop. This is what I mean the core of hip hop. If you go to the essence of hip hop, mm. there's some trials and tribulations there's some hardships mm. there's some real shit there's some spirituality behind it there's mm. like you know what i mean they, this was like the the essence of hip-hop from from the ll's to the run dmc's to like i said mm-hmm. even the cool g raps who were talking about the street shit mm. they were smart cats they was just mm. speaking on what they what they see you know what i'm saying it's like all about survival now now it's more like you know like i know people from where I'm from who like, I'm I'm blessed to be where I'm from. I never had to worry about somebody shooting at my shit ever in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But like, people will talk about guns and shit. I'm like, what you, for what? You lying. Yeah, we you, know you lying, we, we bro. Like, you like, we, we know you in real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we see you. So it's like, I. And, but that's the shit that's selling. Even like that, um, that I got black, I got white, what you want? Well, you, you seen that genius thing where yeah. he was completely saying this is like, all no, cap. All I'm, I'm lying. This is fake. Yeah. It's like, it's the number one record in the country or some shit. But how much of rap is that though? Because a, because a lot of it these niggas would be five years in still talking about coke sales shit that you used to do but it sounds good yeah it's absolutely it's absolutely. what the public eats and up. I, I think I think it's more from there it started as like it started as what they knew and it started as as real shit and mm-hmm. then it got into they have a fan base of of you know they get older and they get out but their fan base don't get out you know what I mean like there's some like the locks even said they were like yo we write our bars for people in jail right. Even if we're not in jail, we're not really worried about going to jail no more. Mm. There's still people in the Bing that's worried about us. So mm. we want to make sure that we cater to them. You know, so I still think it's you cater to your to your market and you, you know, you speak on what you know. But at the same time, I mean, they still talk about the lavish life too, you know? Yeah, but I was having a conversation with uh, J-Rock not too long ago. Okay. Um, it was around the time. Matter of fact, it was like- Shout the, out to homie J-Rock. It was like the day that Nipsey died, matter of fact. And uh, he was saying that he don't like certain niggas if you don't live your raps. So we had a comparison of like Gucci and Pusha T. And it was like, you know, Gucci 
was that nigga, but now that he's like clean and out of jail and not like fat pot belly yeah, Gucci yeah, and yeah. shit, like he don't fuck with him like that no more. But it's like push, push sound like he could still be selling weight on the side because he ain't out there like that, or, or it sound believable type of shit. I mean, but you look at Push's money, I don't think it's believable. What the fuck he would put himself in danger for that for? I'm just saying, you like know I mean? you know, Push is never straight away from the coke rap that like he that that's his go to mm-hmm. at all times. Like he don't. I remember on the first clips album he made like there was like one woman song on there. Like every every album has to have like the party song, yeah, the woman song, and then whatever the fuck else you do. As long as you hit hit that criteria, right? So uh Laura Willen had that shit on it. Uh Hell Hath No Fury. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It didn't really have a lot of that shit on it, but when Push went solo, pure Coke rap. Yeah. And we know Push is not selling anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how do we why do we accept that but not accept this other shit? But, but but why do we not accept Gucci, who we know killed somebody, and he went to jail, got clean, got in shape, but now Gucci not popping no more because well, he's not in the hood no more? I mean, I think that's, but that's, that's, that's the thing is like, I don't think, like, I grew up, I grew up with, with some, some real OGs teaching me shit. And like the real, the real goal they always said was to not stay in the street. It's, ne- it's never to stay in the street. So it's like, if, now, like, I'm 27. I shouldn't be teaching my youngins some wild shit. I should be teaching my kids how to, you know, how to set themselves up financially, yeah. how to pay their taxes, my business how to make sure, how to, sh- how to taxes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like, shit like that, where, where it's like, I'm a, I'm, what am I going to do teaching them how to clean a gun? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like yo, you don't come, like, the, the whole purpose. I don't want them doing that shit. The whole purpose of... Most of the shit in the hood is like, yeah, I'm trying to get it. Like, the reason why niggas do what they do in the hood is to get out of the hood and to show their kids better. Nobody really wants to sell drugs. The niggas that want to sell drugs is fucking cornballs and they do what they see on TV. They rap about it. And because it look cool. Real niggas don't want to, like, if you watch the Wu-Tang uh, series, none of them niggas want to sell drugs. It's like, yo, how the fuck I'm going to feed my family? I'm applying for jobs. Niggas not hiring. Niggas is going hungry. I got to eat. So I got to do this. I don't want to do this because I know what comes with it. But I have to, so it's like I don't know, man. It's, nah, it's, 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 it's like, and I think that's what, and I think that's where the you res- can't that's where the respect, somebody that's where the respect for comes wanting in. better, and then they're not reflecting in their music. I, I mean, I get yeah, you know, absolutely. Music is a feeling, emotion. You know, when you hear, you want to feel a certain way. You want to either, you know, you you either want to feel good, take yourself out of certain mental space, or you want to party, whatever the fuck. But you can't fault a nigga that don't quote unquote live his raps. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, for me, it was, it was a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I know that a lot of these bars that these dudes do spit that are real, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot that, that is behind them and a lot, it means to them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you come out here, you got people like 6ix9ine talking about shit that like, he never well, did. we kind of knew that was like. That, but that's, but that's what, that's what I mean. It's like, so it's like the people that really had to, you know, face consequences or really had to, you know put their life on the line for some shit it kind of means more to them and i feel like those stripes mean a lot so all of a sudden these people are getting these stripes that they ain't really earned it's like i don't know like i've 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 gone to several different hoods and i've mm. never had to fake it ever in my life i've never been I'm, i never said i'm a shooter i never said i was a drug dealer no right. i just was myself and it was always good it was never you know what i mean it was i there's no reason to but a lot of people respect when you're being yourself yeah I, i'm the musician i'm the rapper i'm the, mm. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the guy who you know what i mean we we in the studio today. We just happened to be in the hood environment. It's like, you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't nothing crazy, but it, you also have to have, have respect for that shit. I can't right. go behind the mic and talk about shit I don't know about because yeah, they're gonna be like, "Yo, bro, 
Not on my song. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> my, not, not even that, nigga. We know you in real life. We know yeah. you're not you're not doing none of that. So it's like, why yeah. are you trying to perpetrate a fraud? Something like that. Now, where you from originally? Torrington. Torrington, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Now, how's it growing up in Torrington? Um, it was different. Like, we were blessed because like we never really had to worry about, you know, violence. It wasn't a violent city. Mm. It was just a dead end city, so it was like you had to worry about, you know, finding out your brother was a dope head. Mm. Or like, you know, your auntie was a dope head. Like mm. we, you know, it wasn't like we didn't we didn't have like hustlers that you looked up to and be like, damn, like I want it was like everybody was just fiends. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like so like either you were really successful and you worked outside of Torrington mm. and you lived on one end or you mm. were you know I mean or you were not as successful and there was a very good chance that you was going to get fall victim to drugs. Right. You know what I mean? So I've seen I've seen a couple of my friends die, a couple of my friends, you know what I mean, hooked mm. forever, you know? So it's like, it was like a, it's kind of like a dead end, but at the same time, everybody told me I got to get out. Everybody was like, yeah, you got to go to Hartford, you got to go to Bridgeport, you're an artist now, you got to go to New Haven. And I was like, mm. I got 33,000 people in this city. Right. I was like, ain't nothing, nothing going on out here. Mm. I could be the one thing that's going on and mm. we could bring a little spark and maybe other artists will come together. And now there's a, there's a, there's a little music scene out there now. You know mm. what I mean? Like we could, if we throw a show, we going to get, to, like we threw a show out there, we had 250 people in the building. That's what's up. So it's like, you know, so it's like, I tell people a lot of times too, like, you know, a lot of artists from Hartford, Bridgeport, you know, the bigger cities, I'm like, yo, don't forget about us up there. Mm. You know what I mean? Even Waterbury, I'm like, yo, don't forget about us. We got 33,000 people at your disposal that you could come fuck with that we're just waiting for somebody mm. to be like, I'm going to take that artist. Right. I know, but I tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, you ever heard of Yank Rhythm out there? They're like, nah. Nah. You ever heard yeah, of this? Yeah, it's and, crazy. And, and, and I'm like, for real? Yeah, and I, I put them on and they're like, yo, this girl's from New Haven? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yo, <laughs> like, yo, yo, stop sleeping. And, and then, and then you know, 10, 15, they fuck with it too. So it's mm. like, it's a, it's a fan base of people to get. And I was kind of like, you know what? And, and before I go out to, you know, the bigger cities let me let me get my city behind me and then when i go out there i already got a fan base mm. so they're like oh who the fuck is this kid came right. out of nowhere you know what i mean now do you feel like you have to go to a bigger city to get recognized nah i don't i don't i've always said i know people that move out to la i know people that move out to new york i know people that move out to LA, atlanta like to me it was like i i kind of look at it like i'm a i'm a big fish in a small pond right now mm. i made a name for myself when you say my name it ring bells right now and right. We're, we're close to new york Talk your shit, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm for real. You know what I mean? Like, like I worked hard to get my to get my fan base out here. So for me to go and just up and move to LA where I know nobody, have nobody no, no connections, no nothing. Right. I'm starting from scratch for what? Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, link up or hit up a LA artist and be like, yo, let's link and da da da. I can show them my, my numbers and da 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 and that. Mm-hmm. And then we could, you know, let's go file share. We'll send me something. I'll send you something back. And then right. and then if it works, we maybe I'll fly out there. We'll work on something, blah, 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 whatever. But I never see a reason to just up and move, especially mm-hmm. when like there's things I want to do in my city to make it better. There was nowhere for me to go as a, as a young as a young musician. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. I had, I had a friend who I was lucky enough had a MacBook that would let me record on his shit. Mm. and like there was nowhere for anybody like, I got I know young kids all the time to hit me up and like yo bro where's your studio at and how much you charge I'm like yo just come through if you want to record I got you right just because there was nobody like that for me yeah even if it's trash I mean just even, even if it's trash it's like yo you gave somebody an opportunity you to me I, to me like I look that. at it like I'm saving somebody from going and doing dope yeah that I mean, means that's... that means more than people than you know not nah, like, for, for sure record I here it's I cool. had I had some kids hit me up like they were like 17, 18 they were like yo we're trying to do music we're trying to produce like we just want to you know pick your brain and I, they were like can we just call you I was like why don't you just come to the studio like, mm-hmm. I'm chilling right now come through we'll chop it up I'll show you know I me mean? whatever right. they came through and like I still keep in touch with them and give them pointers and that that feels good to me that's I, dope I, man you know what I mean young kids in my in my city look up to me and be like somebody came up to me they did yo how's it feel I was like what do you mean they're like you you breathe air into the into the 
uh, into the music scene out here. Mm. They're like, you made it pop again. You made it cool to be an artist out here again. I was like, for real? He was like, yo, for real. Mm. This shit feels better than a fucking Grammy to me. Exactly. Man. Like, like so that 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 facial, like yeah. like everybody in your face, like facial recognition, like, yo, you in. Yo, yeah. how's it feel to be this, that, and the third? And like, when I walk down the street, they're like, yo, Ian, and it's like, yo, that's the dude that does music. It's a respectful thing that they know me for. It's mm. not, you know, some bullshit. Like when I was a younger kid, like, you know, so it's like it feels good to to be a positive, you know, influence on other people. You know what I mean? And it's, it's mm. right. And these people that I that I see every day, it's my it's my city. It's all I know. Yeah, I've got that shit in like spurts, and that shit just feels, feels crazy to me. It's amazing. Like when I was at the fucking uh, what's the shit? Uh, the conference. Yeah, yeah. Like two months ago, and people was asking me for advice. Like, your dog, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, yo, I just been doing this shit for a while. I have no education in this shit. I've never read a book on this shit. But you know what, bro? That's the best advice because we are the same people. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we're the same. We, we ain't never done that neither. We just yeah. have this, we have this desire, the Innate same you thing did. to just study and just want more and just want to be good and want to be, you know, the, the guy that you look up to and just want to be, you know, just, you, you just want your name in a hat. Yeah, like I, I said to somebody the other day, I was like, yo, I would much rather have like a Ian Matthew uh, library in the in, in high school mm. rather than like a Grammy on my shelf. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I could go where I could go home and people would be like, yo, that motherfucker right there did some ill shit. He just gave out 300 turkeys at Thanksgiving time. And he just, he's from here. And he's from here. Yeah. yeah. And I can still walk into the stop and shop and, and have everybody be like, yo, man, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's, that shit means more to me than anything. I don't give a fuck about LA. I don't give a fuck about Boston. I don't give a fuck about New York. I mean, I do. You know what I'm saying? But like, as yeah. far as if, if I can, if I can't go there and not have my city show me love, fuck that. I mean, it's, but, but it's a lot of motherfuckers that can't do that, do that same shit where it's like, Oh, I know a lot of people that pop off other places yeah. because their city wasn't loving. And that's, and that's, mm. and that's not their fault either. I, I get that. You know, but I, I was just lucky enough where my city was, you know, willing to back me. And so, I, I got to show them love for that. So you definitely know for a fact that you get more love in your city than outside your city. Um, Not necessarily, because, like, I know analytics will tell us a little different. Like, I mean, analytics, I'm, talk, I'm talking about, like, you know, you walk down the street um, oh, not, versus not, when you go to. Oh, if I'm in Jersey, nah, Jersey's, Jersey, I definitely get a lot of love. Mm. Um, They show a lot of love in Jersey. I, I could walk down the street. People know who, who we are. Mm. Um. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, even now, like showing my face just in Connecticut alone, like I've been where I'll introduce myself and be like, yo, I'm Ian. They're like, oh, Ian up north? I'm like, oh, shit, for real? That shit. Where? <laughs> yo, that <laughs> shit bugs me out. Like, yo, my name's Domino. I was like, oh, shit, Domino. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm like, like, oh, damn. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't no niggas knew me outside of fucking. I like pe people will send me Snapchats or like I see on their story people singing my songs. That still bugs me out. Yeah. Bro, we did a show in Torrington. I didn't even have to sing the chorus to Ashtray. It was like, I just held the mic like that. They sang my yeah. shit. <laughs> I was like, yo, like, I, I fucked up the lyrics afterwards and I told him, I was like, I, I couldn't believe that shit yo, just happened. fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I was like, I could have cried right there. Exactly, man. Now, the phrase Connecticut got something to say. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, so in 95 at the Source Awards, mm. uh, the East Coast, West Coast battle, mm. Outcast wins, I believe it was new group of the year. Right. Every, they go up and everybody booed them. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't an East Coast or West Coast artist that won. Then three stack get on stage and said the South got something to stay. Right. So that's exactly how I feel about Connecticut. Mm. So it's like we got J Rock, we got Snow Pro, we got Mike Flows, we got Shump, we got myself, we got uh, my boy Brandon Serafino. I could I could I could go on for hours. I don't even want to name them because I'm gonna forget some people. But mm. if you really look at the quality of music that's coming out and and how overlooked we are, like I know it's cliche to say oh Connecticut's overlooked, but right. now we kind of got a little bit of like chip on the shoulder to be like yo what the fuck are y'all waiting on like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it's not our fault like 
Connecticut is now showing love. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're all coming together as a community. I'm going out to events in Hartford to show love to people. I'm going out to New Haven, like people hitting me up to work. And it's like, it's all love. Like, so now it's kind of like, yo, if you want to do your research, we got something to say, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like we're, you know what I mean? We we're here, whether no matter what genre it is, you right. know what I mean? We could do it. And, and, and with the, you know, the dumbing out, yanking, whatever, whatever you want to say, like that shit is a movement. I see people, people from Maine hit me up like, yo, you know, Snowpra? You know Snow Pro? Yeah. For real? You know Shump? For real? Like begging me to be like, yo, get me on a beat with Shump. I'm like, yo, uh, all right, I'll put you in contact. But I saw some niggas doing the Dumbing Out dance at Howard. Went up to them niggas immediately. I was like, yo, where y'all from? I was like, they, they was like, yo, they 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 from Hartford. Okay. And then one nigga wasn't even from Hartford. He was like, yo, I linked up with him. He showed me the shit. I think he was from like upstate New York or some shit like that. So I'm like, all right, so this shit is like reaching. Shit is like, 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 so you in DC doing a Connecticut dance and showed it to a nigga from New York. So it's like, this is like a cancer that's spreading. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's only a matter of time before the world catches up. Well, on. I think about it now, like Snow had the record out. We knew about, we knew about Yang Rhythm for about a year and a half now. Right. But the remix just dropped and now everybody, bro, like, and then Wiz posted the shit on the story that's and it, and everybody in the comments what is this what is this what is exactly this? that's I, like that's what I'm I, I still remember when that 45 second clip came out and mm -hmm. i was like yo uh oh i was like damn something about to be hot for her i remember when ob showed me the show i was like yo this shit gonna go Shout but it's like I just, I just need everybody to fucking hear it i just need the right people to hear this shit and this shit gonna go now how long to where her like we're supposed to be like is it a thing of we need that one like undeniable smash record or do we need like unity or, I think like, it's going to be the, I think it's going to be the unity I think I think it's going to be once people start seeing like let's say let's say Snow Pop and mm -hmm. then they go and they do the research on Snow and then they see her on Instagram with J-Rock and Shump and they do the research on Shump and then they find Mike Flows and then they find mm -hmm. Mike Flows and then they find everybody you know what I'm saying it's just like it's going to be like kind of like that same cancer you said where you start but then you start seeing like whoa all these people fuck with each other Right. These are all like, you know what I'm saying? Like one, not one group, but they all really came together as one. Like if you see all these Atlanta artists, they kick it. All the time. They chill. You it's, know what I'm saying? It's, so it's, it's like, like it's a whole group dynamic where it's like, yo, I fuck with you. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to tweet this. I'm going to Instagram this. I'm going to show this to, to this person. It's like, yo, it's an all collective unit. It's like not one person has to get on at a time. It's like, yo, we... It's enough money out here for everybody. Yeah, hundred percent. Because everybody, I mean, there's. I bet you. I bet you. My fans ain't the same as Mike's fans, or right. my fans ain't the same as Snow fans. But some of them might be. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I'm saying. You never know, and that's the thing. And that's, shout out Mike Flows, man. That motherfucker can sing on the low. Yeah, I heard him. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker can sing. Yo. I, I think he. I'm, I want. I was gonna get Mike on a, on a rap when I get the feature, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. about maybe I might be like, yo, you might need to sing. Bro. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, if you check back on the episode, uh, maybe like early, maybe like 2016 or 17, I, I probably got Mike Flo on here singing. I, I I know I had him rapping. It's on YouTube. I know I got him rapping. I was in the studio. I was in the studio with Mike one night, and we were going back and forth. And like mm -hmm. we just, I just kept looking at my manager like. Yo, Shit. This <laughs> yeah, like I was like, yo, this dude is nice. Mm. I mean, I knew he was nice too, cause I, I had gotten like you know a couple of his tapes prior and like his singles and shit. But mm. yeah, now nah, it was it's too it's cool to see what these artists could really do, man. Definitely. Now, when did you start singing? Uh, I started singing. I used to sing in the choir at my church. Okay. So I started singing like, uh, well, I mean, I started singing when I was like nine, ten, and I was in bands and shit. I was like, I was sing. Um, so yeah, like nine, ten, but it. 
once like puberty hit, I thought it was a rap for my voice. Right. For real, no bullshit. <laughs> so that's kind of why I started to like take to rap more and shit because it wasn't like as dynamic as it used to be. But then I kind of found a niche and I just been working on my voice and like with my guitar, like, you know, vo voice training and shit. Because mm. now that it's like an asset, you kind of got to take care of it, you know, try mm. and stop, try and stop smoking. Trying. 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 Slowly but shortly. Yeah, now nah, it's my goal in 2020. I'm just trying to put putting myself on punishments and shit. Like like cold turkey you trying to stop? Was yeah, like no, I mean, I've tried, I've tried everything else, man. I've tried patches. I've tried gum. I've tried all this shit. Don't work. Don't work. I put a patch on it. Smoke a bogey turkey. and sick. You know what you got to do? Put your daughter on it. Well, that's what, you know, what's yeah. funny is that I, that's not funny at all, actually. I shouldn't say it's funny. But that was like my goal was when I was, she was born, I was like, I'm stop. And then like shit got super stressful, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But now that I feel like I have a more like I have more control on my like life, that's the one thing that bothers me now. It's mm. like I have control over my life completely right now, mm. except for that. Like I had mm. to, I was at, I was at Disney World with my daughter. I had to take like a mile walk just to go smoke a cigarette. I'm like, exactly. what the fuck is this, man? It's just you know what I mean. I miss this bogus. I'm missing Minnie Mouse. Exactly, you know what I mean? you know like I mean? yo, for real. So it's like it's like it's, it's shit like that that you know your perspective change on it and like you know mm. and make you want to be a better person and shit like that. So it's definitely my goal for 2020. Definitely like. Start putting myself on punishments. Yeah, because you don't want to be that nigga. No that, sex or some shit. I mean, I don't know about that, man. DC was wild. Well, you'd be surprised but, what I do for some pussy, man. I mean, <laughs> nigga, that's all, yo, that's all of us, yo. Dog, yo, you don't know what, you don't, you don't know what the like, fuck can come out your mouth until it's time to get some pussy, my nigga. <laughs> like, yo, I just said some shit that I know. I don't damn well. I wouldn't say to nobody else. Like, yo, baby, it's it's just that and the third. <laughs> like, but... To put that smoking shit in perspective, you don't want to be that motherfucker that can't play with your daughter, can't play with your grandkids. I don't want to be that motherfucker breathe. that I don't want to be that motherfucker catch my daughter smoking and have her be like, "Well, what you want me to do?" Dad? Exactly, I, I got it from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I like my grandfather died when I was like 14. He stopped smoking when I was maybe like 10, but it was too late. Yeah, already oh, caught yeah. cancer. He did the chemo, this that, and the third. Too late. Yeah. Now well, he gone. Now I got grandkids. I want him to see. Now he not here. He, he like he died at like a vital point in my life, but like I needed like a dad. Yeah, and yeah. now he's gone because he didn't want to give up smoking. And just one day he collapsed. It's like yo. So yo, we gonna yo. next time <laughs> next interview I come back on. We're gonna be like yo, be like yo. I'm I'm, I'm like done. three three nah. months, six months a Hell year. Yeah. Like yo, you don't you don't you don't want that shit for your daughter. You don't want that shit for nobody, man. That 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 lung cancer shit, that smoking shit, that shit is for the birds, man. And, and especially because you need on, on stage, you need breath control. Yo, not nah, for need real. To, you need to run around the stage if need be. If you don't have a hype man, you need to have all that. Like you need your stamina up. Yeah, not nah, stage stage presence is 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 half the battle, man. Like like mm. we just said, you know mm. what I'm saying. Half these dudes don't even have to rap their bars because they got such a good stage exactly. presence. Now, how long have you actually been rapping? Like when did you start rapping? Uh, I was like 16. 16. I was like the kid. I was like the kid that like freestyled in the back of the car. Like we was at the party and everybody would be like, "Yo, rap about all the shit on the table, man." <laughs> you know <laughs> and the next thing you know or like uh i was like the dude they'd be like yo my white boy yo my white boy could spit for real i mm. put him up against any of y'all one of them yeah yeah and, like, <laughs> and they, it was like oh for real so they would be like oh i got money on this and i mean that's not hard at torrenton though no 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 this yeah. was this was other places okay, this, okay, was, okay. this was like water you know waterbury and stuff like that different mm. different mcs that would come from around because nah it's definitely not hard at torrenton yeah but i will admit there are some dope mcs in torrenton that that have didn't get the didn't get the shine they deserve when they was you know i mean they was really going hard on it but there was definitely a couple but um I mean, there's a lot of producers too in Torrance, man. There's a lot of like, you know, there's, there's a lot of talent in general. A lot yeah, of bands and around shit. Around Connecticut. Just yeah. So I mean, but no, I started rapping at like places. sixteen. It was like sixteen and then like I really took it serious when I went to when I went to uh my homie's house and like we recorded a just like some stupid shit. 
and we started playing it and we was in the cafeteria in high school and it was everybody's like yo it's kind of dope man like mm. you should keep doing this it was like really for real like yeah all right and i always knew i wanted to be in music and do music so i wanted to go be an engineer but like i had never like dove into it prior so mm. when i got to school there was mad people that had already like dove into it and they was mad educated and that i was like i don't, I don't got no dog in mm. this fight so i was like let me just stick with the rap and shit and i really like went hard on it and and you know did my did my research as far as like learning about god mcs and and what it you know what hip-hop was and you mm. know i mean i grew up around it anyway just from you know hearing here it was funny too because i would hear old old records that i used to hear my father play like blues records or something or like a soul record mm. and then it would come up in a in a nas song a like, sample yeah and i'm like yo, yo i remember whoa, that shit whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait a minute wait a minute mm -hmm. you know what i mean or like so that's cool like even now you'll hear a, you'll hear a hip-hop song you always hear and then i'm diving into some old records like and then you hear the, the the original record, you're like, so that's where that shit came from. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, that's like hip hop you know. is built off of samples. Like I, I tell people all the time, like I I don't think I had a choice but to love music with with with, with the way I grew up because you know I grew up with my mother, my grandfather, my uncle. So I got my mother playing like the 80s and 70s. I got my grandfather playing like the 60s and 50s. Then Lovely. I, then I got like my uncle, he playing like the late 80s, early 90s and shit where you got hip hop, R&B and you got the fusion of it. So I was like, Hell yeah. I had no choice but to just like either be in the car, in the house, you know, uh, my mother cleaning the house on, a, on like a Friday or Saturday. I, I just got no choice but to hear like Stevie Anita Wonder. Baker, Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, Luther Hell Vandross, yeah. like the Temptations. Then I get in the car with my grandfather. He playing like, you know, the OJs and he playing like yeah. Temptations <laughs> and like shit like that and like Delphonics. And I was like, yo, I had no choice. But then, you know, my cousin and my uncle, they put me on to like, you know, Run DMC, Wu-Tang, Busta Rhymes, Redman. I'm like, I kind of had no choice but to like no love choice. something. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. No, and I, it's... It's like uh, it's you're a product of your environment, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was funny because my father was such a such a music head. Like, he would he jazz would, records. Yeah, we would. I would hear like the I would hear the Temptations records, mm. but I would hear them as like covers from like the Rolling Stones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, like it was it was it was like damn, this is two different genres. When you go and listen to the original, you're like, this is crazy. And then and then if you go into the Temptations, even like uh. The way you do the things you do, I remember. I remember I posted a post about it, and I was like, "Yo, people think that hip hop is the only spot where there's lyricism. Mm. You got a smile so bright, you know, you could have been a candle. Yeah, I'm like, holding Whoa. you so tight, you know, you could have been a handle. The way you swept talking. me off my feet, you know, you could have been a broom. Like, oh my god, like that, that, that was wordplay. Was you know what I'm saying? And like, that shit worked, and it worked. <laughs> so it was like it was it was cool, man. It was like it was like a, a mix of everything. It was just always like discover. I just fell in love with music because it was always around me. I had I had a guitar in my hands when I was like seven years old. My father would buy me you know toys and be like you want to play with those toys show me a g chord a b chord a d chord a f chord and an a chord you know I'm like, oh fuck this guitar's huge yeah exactly <laughs> you know so i'm like so i would learn but i mean it paid off in the long run mm, right now what was the first record that you heard that made you say like yo i gotta do music or i gotta be involved in music in some capacity uh can't knock the hustle mary j and jay-z that's a good one because it was a that's a it was a one. perfect it was a perfect blend of of the Jay-Z being a, a conscious rapper, I know it sounds weird to say, but mm. the shit he was saying was very conscious and very educated on his time. Mm. If you dissect the song, there's fucking lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson. Mm. And then you have Mary J that comes in with this smooth ass fucking hook, but it's a hard ass hook because she's like, Yo, you can't knock my hustle. Right. No matter what. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, to me, it was like, 
you can blend all these things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, but like, I didn't know how. So mm -hmm. I just focused on Jay. You know, and I was like, okay, let me be like Jay. Like, Reasonable, I, Reasonable Doubt was one of the biggest albums of my life ever. Right. Still to this day is like, you know, that's gospel to me. Um, but yeah, shit like that or, um, damn, I'm trying to think. Even even records like um, you know old Jimi Hendrix records, mm. like those were those had me in my room like what the fuck is this? Mm. Like this is crazy. Trying to you know like emulate what he did and like I don't know it's hard it's hard I would I would say that that can't knock the hustle was my first record that made me want to do hip hop for sure. Mm. But the records that made me want to do music I, I couldn't say there was just too many. Yeah, that's the crazy shit because like I said I I I have been hearing music since I I feel like since I was like born or whatever but i used to hear all this r&b shit all this soul shit and it was cool i loved it because i heard it so much i used to love like otis red and the stevie wonder and michael yeah. jackson and all this shit but it wasn't until my cousin came over with this fucking album i knew nothing about because i not not that i was sheltered but i had a cap on like what i could listen to type of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and then my cousin comes over on the weekend and he just played this fucking song that for some reason i was like oh this is me like it just hit different. Like when this nigga played this shit. Tiger style. Oh shit. <laughs> My nigga. A like eight year old me walking around the house talking yeah. about Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Eight years old, no bleeps, nothing like that. Just talking about Wu Tang Clan nothing to fuck with. And then my mother looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. Cause I ain't supposed to be cussing, but it's like yo. But Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, man. What the Bro, fuck am I supposed to do? I just had my baby mother so mad the other day. I was like, I just was in there. I was like, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was like, what yo, are you talking about? Yo, I was like, bring the motherfucking ruckus. I told my daughter that shit this week, and I was like, yo, I was like, we was, we was playing, and I just kept chopping her in the neck. I was like, you got to protect your neck. <laughs> that's, all, that's all she go around saying now she's coming around like I'm doing something I'm playing like a, a video game or something she's like dad protect your neck I was like yeah you right I told you that so now I gotta live by it now but I'm trying to put my kids on like to the music I grew up on slowly but still let them give them the freedom to explore shit that they have now absolutely type of thing like I don't want to just push all my shit on them like yo you gotta listen to this that and the third but it's like no I feel like I feel like just having it around kind of like I remember like the reason I found like one of my favorite songwriters ever is Billy Joel mm. and so a, mm. you know what I mean so he my mother my mother used to ground me right I will mm. get grounded and I knew that she was a big Billy Joel head. She had these she had this <laughs> she had this four pack album that was like a it was like a box set right so I was like, fuck that. And I was like, I'm gonna piss my mom off. I was like, you wanna try and ground me? I was like, you're never gonna find your Billy Joel record ever again, <laughs> ever again. So I took that shit and brought it to my room, right? And then I, I get bored. So uh -huh. I'm like, you know what? Let me pop it in. Uh -huh. And then like Vienna plays and scenes from an Italian restaurant and Uptown Girl. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? I'm like, what is this? So I, and, 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 and the lyrics, mind. the lyrics were in the thing at the time. So I'm sitting there reading the lyrics too. Cause I love doing that. I'm, I'm a Don't lyric, you miss that shit? I'm a lyrics, yo, Brother. I'm reading the lyrics. And I'm like, holy shit! I'm reading a book right now. This is right. this is this is a story I'm listening yeah. to. And then and then it just like from there it was just like so, you know songwriting was just a, a different world. You could step. That's why I love Biggie so much because mm. the, the storytelling. Like even if he didn't, you know, do half the shit he said or whatever. It was it was very um, Eminem styled or Eminem. I guess was Biggie style, but just ex, uh, accentuated or like uh, whatever it's called. You know, yeah, it was yeah. like very over the top, and it was like that was his style. 
Now, what are your what are your inspirations? Like you know, like the Billy Joel's and like who who is your inspirations growing up? Be it hip hop or other. Um, hip hop. Um, Outcast for sure. I got my Outcast tattoo mm. for sure. Um, UGK, Ti and Young Dro. Mm-hmm. Um, Young Dro. Yeah, Young Dro's my favorite rapper. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. You might want to go in on me, but before yeah. people, I, I'm so, ready. I'm ready for this. Conversation. I'm gonna let you finish your statement. But go, <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, so inspirations go. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, then, then you go to jazz music like Miles Davis, mm. um, Coltrane. Uh, you go to like '70s rock like Janis Joplin, Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm. uh, Jimi Hendrix, shit like that. Um, songwriting, Billy Joel, The Temptations. I know it sounds crazy, but like. I hate to say it. Nah, I'm not even gonna say it. Um, nah, you gotta say I it. I was man. gonna say I was gonna say R. Kelly was a great songwriter. Listen, listen, listen. You know what I'm despite saying? Despite all the shit that's it, going on with him, great songwriter. That man is a musical genius. Yeah, but all that other shit we can put by the wayside. Word. All right, all right. But so, yeah. he's a musical so, genius. Though. So like you know shit like that, and and I believe I can fly is fucking amazing. Yeah, nigga. What? You, yeah, the and and, and there's a there's a. There's a, a genius in the simplicity of it. Exactly. You know, of you know, sometimes a lot of his lyrics. Are just, I could write you an intricate sixteen bar hook. I mean, sixteen bar verse all day long. But to give you a very simple, catchy eight bar hook, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. So like shit like that. Um, inspirations, and then even the old, the old school MCs like that. Really, like the New York MCs that really got to me was like the Hoes, the Cool G raps. Mm. You know, the AZs. Shit like that, where it was just like the flow plus the lyrical content on it. Right. Now, Young Drum. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk, man. Now, people kind of look at me crazy when I say that, yo, Method Man's my favorite rapper. Oh, ever, Method Man right? Method Man's definitely one of my favorite rappers. My favorite ever. rapper ever, bar none. I know. I know. Okay, remember, what I, remember what I said about Luda? Remember what I said about yeah. Luda? Method Man does not have a whack verse out there. I will give you anybody $1,000 to find it for me. If you do, I will gladly give you some cash. I mean, he did no. I'm talking. I'm talking, but it's got to be whack. I'm saying. I'm saying you got to be like, oh, like that complete trash. trash. Yeah, like I'm saying like this. Like we we even yo Lil Wayne is my my my. He's, oh, Lil he's, Wayne got a couple. Lil, Lil Wayne has a, a special spot in my heart. You know what I'm right. saying for what he did for me as far as music. But I will have gladly admit there's a f- couple trash a Wayne couple. verses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But now, meth, I can't do it. Everyone has a whack verse. Whether, well, not everyone, but most people. Like, Jada Kiss is one of my favorite rappers. He got a couple whack verses. Hov got whack verse. I'm pretty sure if I dig deep enough, Big got a whack verse. Pac got a few whack verses. I don't think features, do features count? Because a lot of people will just be like, well, this is 16. They'll, they'll give you the B side. This is 16. You know, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. count. You know, Biggie didn't have a long time here. So it was like the shit that he That's did. That's another argument, too, that I have a lot of people when they put Big in the top five, people be like, yo, he only had two albums. Oh, bro. nigga, we could talk, yo, we could talk hip hop right now. <laughs> but I just want to get past the Young oh, Dro yeah, shit. Yeah, let's get this. So Young Dro had what? One maybe two notable songs if you live down south and you no. say that's your favorite rapper. Listen, what, ever. Listen, what? So what? we're taking everyone into consideration. We're taking this is this is completely in my all regions, opinion. this is com- all eras. Yeah, yeah. This is completely like how how the music has made me feel and and watching him as as the artist and the goofy motherfucker that he is. Now, one thing was this in like a formative year of yours, where it's like. Young drove music hit me different. Were you were trying to find yourself type of thing? Were yeah, you were coming was, to yeah, your yeah, own? Yeah, okay. this was like 2006. This was like 2006 when that when, can make it different because no, if no, okay. Going off pure, so, no, it was 2005, okay. right? It was maybe it was 2004, 2005. I was in the Eblins and I bought a mixtape. Okay, and it had this joint called Cartoon on it. Okay, 
And it was it was wild. And nothing. I'm an East Coast kid from up north. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing like I ever heard. Mm-hmm. So I took to it. And then I dug deeper and then he came out with Shoulderling. Then I found out he was fucking with Tip and right. I had already knew Tip. I, I had the I'm So Serious, uh, I'm Serious album was mm. insane. So I had already knew who he was and I heard Joe's name mentioned. I'm like, okay, so this is a dude. Right. So I go and I get the Best Thing Smoking album. Okay. And everybody knows Joe now from Fuck That Bitch or whatever, mm. you know, we be in the city and like yeah. that, that, them shits just make me feel good. But like as far as bar for bar, like, I really took, I don't know why I took to him so much, but I just liked his flow, his delivery. Like, and then I seen that he was a goofy motherfucker, funny outside. Like, yeah. it was just something that his music did to me. And I, mm-hmm. I have this conversation all the time because there's nobody in the world that I've ever met that has been like, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody would say that you shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, but for me, it's like, there's just something about like that Best Thing Smoking album that it just like, it made, it made me want to dive deeper into Southern hip hop. Mm. It made me want to dive deeper into expanding myself from a New York sound, um, boom, boom, pap, to maybe like, oh, maybe I could swang a little bit on this. Right. You know, and then I had already been listening to like UGK and shit like that. Mm. But, oh, Goody Mob. Goody Mob's always a, a good one to. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Goody Mob's always. But Young Dro. That's what. I mean, that's, I guess that kind of. I mean, I, it, I, I can't argue with, with a. It's kind of like, opinion. it's kind of like now today, if somebody was like, you know, NBA Young Boy is my favorite. It's I mean, of, you're gonna get that from more younger people. That's what, I was young I mean, at the time when it when it happened. You know what I mean? So, I, but I watched his career grow, and like I've always just been like Team Dro. Mm. You know, because of that one album that really. But if like, I guess I guess you could say Dro and Lil Wayne. Mm. Like Lil Wayne, definitely like the that era was just something different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I guess I I can't relate because with with Method Man being my favorite rapper ever, that was like a formative year for me where it was like, okay, I saw I hear this Wu Tang album, but then when you start listening to the album, he's the only person in that group that got a solo song on this group yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I gra- So I'm gravitating towards him more and then he comes out with um Takao and then he and then he drops uh You're All I Need. I'm like, yo, yeah. I really fuck with this thing. And then every feature I hear on him and then he was on he was on Big first album. Yeah. And he smoked big, which is rare. Smoked big. So I'm like, yo, I really fuck with this thing. I was like, yo, this might be my favorite rapper ever. And then just like through generations and genres and eras, I was like, yo. I was just with my homie like two, like right before I came here and he was mm. his, his favorite rapper is Eminem. I mean, Eminem, Eminem, Method Man, rather. I apologize. Yeah, so. yeah, he was just saying, he's like, yo, nobody's fucking with Meth. I'm, Actually, I seen them. I seen Meth and Red last year. Mm. And as far as kind of touching on what you said before, how like these artists still would do the tours. Mm. There was I've never seen the stage chemistry like that other than when I seen Goody Mob and Outcast last year as well or mm. the, or a couple six months ago maybe. Shout out Twelve Rounds he opened up. Damn. Yeah. That gotta be a feeling. That's crazy. Yeah. But longevity. Yeah, straight like, up. Like how many motherfuckers can perform some shit that they did in like ninety two, ninety four, ninety five? And that's what I mean. Now. I think a lot of these artists were Rock Wallace were a lot still of go of off. Time. What? Still go somebody on. Somebody asked me the other day, yo. Like somebody asked me the other day, yo. I want you to do. A, I want you to do like a freestyle for me. I was like, yo, put the rock wild on. It's a, that shit still go. That's yep. crazy. Like what? When that shit come out? Like what? That was the blackout. Two thousand one. Let's see, blackout. Maybe ninety nine. Computers. So let's see, blackout. Two thousand one came out and that it come on, baby. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Some shit that came before the fucking turn of the millennium. Still going now. In 2019. That's fucking sick. Oh my God. But young Drew, I still can't get over that shit. I'm not, I'm not gonna get over that shit. 
<laughs> I think it just I think it just really shows like what down south hip hop was like it did to me, and that's kind of like why I like with the Connecticut got something to say. It's it's a it's a it's a homage to Dre, mm. you know. It's a homage to that to that era where like even even Pimp like what Pimp C did for Houston when all them dudes was beefing right. and, he, and he brought them all together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what Connecticut kind of did. We wasn't beefing, but we all just kind of had like that. Separate, like, right? I'm not going to support you if you don't support me. I'm not going to support you because it's not helping me out. It was that whole A60 and 203 shit. Yeah. It was like, yo, and we, that, you know we all from the same state. You know the same two different states, right? And it's, it's funny because being from, being from like kind of removed from all that, being up in Torrington, like I'm an A60 cat, but like being removed from the, from the in and outs of it, it was it's weird sometimes because like you may hit somebody up and be like, yo, like, you know, we seen each other so and so here and there, and everybody was together at this point. But then right. two weeks later, everybody not cool. So now yeah. me not knowing the shit, I'd be mm. like, oh shit, yo, we're so and so. Oh no, nah, we don't fuck with him. Fuck with him. You know what I mean? It's like, or you just get that whole where you don't even gotta worry about it, and everybody, you know, I'm neutral with everybody. Mm. So it's like, you want a hook? I got you. I sing on your hook, no matter who you fuck with. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel I, I really feel like Shump. <laughs> was like I guess the glue to a lot of that shit where it was like combining this A60 and 203 thing cause he fucking with this dude uh, Nate Official from yeah, Bridgeport yeah Nate Official from Bridgeport yeah so it's like yo that's that's the way that you gotta kinda you know glue that shit together it's like yo we're not separate we all trying to get on we all trying to be successful and feed our family I just did just a um, be creative I just did a feature with Sholi oh yeah yeah see like that. that's what you gotta do you gotta put all these fucking pieces together like yo we gotta work with each other like I don't know why we don't fuck with each other like it's 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 this thing of like I I don't know if it's competition or region. Like I don't know what it is at this point. I think I'm hope I'm giving the benefit of the doubt now, and I'm thinking that everybody now realizes that we could work with each other. But like similar to me and Sax, me and Sax got in the studio one night for like three hours. Mm. We didn't come up with nothing. Right. But we were both so set in our ways in the sense of like, I'm in my bag, you're in your bag. This needs to make sense. Right. If it don't make sense, there's no point in doing it. Right. But we were mature enough to be like, nah, we're not going to just do it just because we homies. Mm. Let's you let's actually it. wait till we get a record that we enjoy. Mm. Sholi hit me up and was like, yo, I got this record for you. And it just happened to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm with it. But it was perfect. I feel like a lot of us now, we, we don't want to like I guess sacrifice ourselves to just to say we did it with each other you know what I'm saying if I get on a record with Snow I have a record that I sent to Snow for uh, for you know for her to feature on right but it's like right up her alley you know what I'm saying so it's kind of like me touching on her aspect of it mm. but also bringing her into mind because of the way we did it you know what I'm saying so it's like I want it to be like a, a mesh almost as opposed to just like oh yeah they both right. from Connecticut let's throw them on a record like you don't want to get on there and start being like disingenuous like you want to be able to be you on a record still and, yeah. and have it make sense yeah absolutely and for the other person too so that when they when they you know my fan base hears it on as they, as they a feature on my shit right. they understand who this artist is and why I put them on the record right not just like who who's that dude you threw on there mm. you know what I mean got you <clears throat> but Man. I also want to take like I w- I would love to take like an artist like Sax and put him on a on a more like poppy record how like kind of like how Gucci was on um I think it was like Twenty Four Carat or whatever yeah. that Bruno Mars joint was yeah remix of something you know what I'm saying something really just yeah, like, Sax too hood man you gotta, you gotta no well, yeah no I wouldn't do it that poppy <laughs> yeah. no 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 but I had but like you could do like the uh, you know Jada's definitely got a couple yeah, poppy yeah, records yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like we could do the like do like a Y. Imagine doing like, yeah, imagine, something you know what I'm like saying? that. Like, like, like Sack could talk his shit. Like, like, be softer, my nigga. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, show, you know, a little softer side of you. Make it like chick record or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I like, mean, he can, make a, he can make a chick record. No, he can make a chick record, but it's like, for some reason, they ain't hitting. Like, yeah. I love sax, but it's like a couple of them just ain't, just ain't hitting with like the masses or whatever. Yeah. 
Now, who have you uh work not well who who do you want to work with that you haven't worked with just in general or from yeah, connecticut connecticut let's 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 start there i never got a, i never got a joint with mike yet mike flows okay. i would love it i would love a track with mike me and j-rock i definitely want to do something i just got to figure that out mm. i got to mentally prepare myself for that dude's energy in the studio damn i don't know this is a, i guess anybody that would make sense really like there's a couple kaylee kaylee rose Kaylee Roselle, yeah, Kaylee something Roselle. like that, yeah, yeah, R and B singer, yeah, yeah, she's fire, she's she's, she's got a voice on her. Um, I don't really anybody that just makes that makes sense. I feel like there's so many artists that like I'm forgetting right now because I'm getting put on the spot. Yeah, but like, oh shit, all right, so Dave Phoenix would definitely be dope. Yeah, Dave Phoenix actually did some some artwork for me for Problem. He did uh, he did uh, some like promo work, mm. and I've been I've been listening to his music and. I think that would be really fire. Mm. Lori Woods. I love to work with Lori Woods. Dope. Lori Woods is fire. Mm. Um, I would love to do some like some dope shit with ghetto guitar, like some dual guitar shit. Like that'd be fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if it's just some like video shit where we just going back and forth from guitars, like right, just riffing. Jada and Styles with guitars. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yo, that'd be pretty dope. Real shit. You should start that. Like you know, do some uh, you know, some riffs or whatever. Just do something. Yeah, and put nice. that shit on IG, YouTube, something like that. Yeah, man, it's there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities now that we opened it up. You know what I mean? There's even like producers, man, like two four, right? Um, we did a joint back in the day. It just never came out. It wasn't it wasn't the right the right move for us at the time. Mm. Um, who else, man? This is a, I want I want to I want to feature I want to I want to feature from Snow, but I want her on one of my remixes. I'm about to drop a joint coming out, and I want her on one of my remixes. Okay, that should bring a dope ass feel to that. All right, so what about outside Connecticut? Who do you want to work oh, with? That's like on your that's bucket like, list, or just on your list? On the on the bucket list, I love to work with like a like a you know obviously the the OGs, yeah, the Bun B's, um, Drake, mm. you know, but like the people that I feel like are, are a little more like applicable or like easy to get. Yeah, um, I don't know if he's still underground though. YBN Corday would be dope. I feel like his bars are fire. I mean, uh, he's not as mainstream as I would like him I've, to be, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's definitely he, dope. Yo, when I heard his new album, I was like, "This shit's crazy." This shit crazy. That nigga's twenty one, I think. I love it. It's I love crazy. it, and, and I feel like he reminds me of the when you go back and listen to Illmatic. Nas was young Nas as was fuck. Young as yo, so it's like I will never forget. That's that the shit. type of shit that reminds me of. It's like these kids was ahead of their time. They were kids writing this shit. Yo, but when I listen to it as a grown ass man, I'm oh, like, this yeah. shit still makes sense. It's just still crazy. Like that's that's my favorite hip hop album ever like I, I judge my favorite hip-hop album on if i was to introduce somebody to hip-hop that knows nothing about hip-hop it's like yo listen to it to this album this is what hip-hop is yeah I, I like that because it's not too it's not too hard on somebody that's not a, a street i mean it's if you know what i'm saying like it's, it has it's not all like, it's the not elements like, of hip-hop whereas like you have story you have lyrics you have you know hood shit you have the sentimental shit you have the struggle you have just everything that encompasses to me in hip-hop yeah no i agree with that it's like you know you you not necessarily gonna get that from like a 36 chambers or like a tribe called quest or something like shit like some shit like that but i feel like that one's just embodies like the grittiness and just everything that hip-hop yeah should be i agree with that but you know, because not—I mean, Nas admitted too that like a lot of times he was just speaking through what he saw. 
I mean, you know, I mean, living through his brother. You being around what you saw, but what, be, being able to put that shit in lyric form and have it How be digestible it. and timeless like that, like Illmatic can still like timeless records are shit that can play now and it still feel like it came out yesterday. That album is timeless. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know another album that's in that high that high regard than Illmatic. It's like you know, Reasonable Doubt tries, Thirty Six Chambers tries. But it's just it, it it doesn't hold a candle to me. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's it's funny too because like my, I always ask my my homie like yo who would you say your favorite with and every time he said your favorite it depends on the day. You yeah, know what I'm saying so it's like there's been times where like I remember I listened I remember the other day I I went front to back on the uh, Do or Die album A Z I listened to it a million times right but like I was sitting there tweeting it's the greatest album of all time exactly it just, <laughs> yeah. that just hit me hard for some reason you know what I mean so it's like when I and then like Illmatic does the same thing but I think it's just that that being able to do it 25 years later mm-hmm. where you're like oh god damn it's just still like, this thing wrote this shit when he was like what maybe he was barely a grown like a grown man he it's was like, like in his teens still I think yeah, it's like, pre- it's like some of those almost like prophetic you know what I mean it's like it's like weird it's, you know what I'm saying like how could somebody be so so intelligent so at that young age? I mean it, it's all about I guess I guess his dad and his mom had a lot to do with that shit. Yeah. So it's like you know what you're what you're seeing and what you're raised with is I guess just encompasses somebody like Nas like that. Like and it's still crazy that you can listen to that album now and still catch little gems from shit where it's like yo that shit makes sense now. Yeah. But I don't know man that shit. We was just we was just talking before I came here for you I was talking to my homie we were talking about you know if you're going if you're going to rate rate MCs or whatever it's like you gotta know what you rating them on are you rating them on you know what they did for the culture you rating them on what they did for the you know, as far as lyricist wise right cause I was saying like I know a lot of people that will put Snoop in the top 50 rappers yeah for sure icon but as far as lyricists I got a problem with Snoop that's the thing though because I know I'm not the first person to say this shit but I don't think he wrote all of doggy style by himself i have to look at the credits because as just off of pure like just audio i'm listening to the lyrics cadence flow shit like that and the lyrics on doggy style are flawless right but then his next whatever albums like any album after doggy style it just don't compare and i can't figure out what the fuck is the like the the reason behind it, I was like, yo, he either got too comfortable and thought he was that nigga for that long and just flowed through life as just being like this character of Snoop Dogg, or he didn't write Doggy Style by himself. That's because I have to, I'm going to research, I'm going to go listen to Doggy Style. Yo, you have, I'm now. telling you, go <laughs> listen to Doggy Style and then go listen to his album. I think I think his next album was on No Limit. Go listen to Doggy Style and listen to the... the I forgot just, that he signed on No Limit. I remember exactly. that. Go listen to the lyrics of Doggy Style and go listen to the lyrics of his next few albums. Then you telling me Snoop ain't having another number one single until Drop It Like It's Hot? That's what you telling me? Snoop put out yeah, a masterpiece that is Doggy Style, but then didn't have another number one single until Drop It Like It's Hot. It was like 2001, 2002. 187 was on Doggy Style, right? No, 187 was on Deep Cover. Deep Cover. Yeah. So... You telling me yeah. he went that whole whole time without having like another shit where it's like it 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 don't make sense to me, but I know this argument has been had online, but I felt like, you know, it's an original thought for me, so you know. I would have to I have to listen to it. But since we're on the topic of doggies, I got a funny doggy styles fucking story. I used to work in the um I used to always work at this nursing home and uh 
<laughs> I had doggy style going on the, on the speakers. I just want to know where this is going. I, I, <laughs> and I had I had the doggy style going on on the speakers. Right. And back in the old like the nineties albums, there was a lot of those skits that were like fucking. There was sex scenes. DJ you know? E. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Either or, or like the Biggie one. Yeah, you yeah, chicken yeah, eating motherfucker. Chicken, chicken <laughs> <laughs> so like I leave. I forgot what I had to do. I had to run upstairs real quick, and I come down, and on the speakers is like uh, 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 the, the the skit from Doggy Style, <laughs> banging loudest. I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit! Everyone's like, what is going on? I'm like, run down. I'm like, I'm so, I'm like, yo, it's the Snoop album. I swear. I'm like, and at the time, like I had it was still iPhones and shit. They thought I was watching porn on my phone and yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, it's the Doggy it's the Doggy Style album. <laughs> and here I am just down here. It's doggy style, oh, yeah, doggy, doggy style. style. I'm like, yo, I'm what like, the fuck? fuck are you talking yo, about, it's man? Terrible, it's terrible, folks. It's homies. terrible, man. They got to take his geriatric medication. <laughs> you sitting there playing this bullshit. <laughs> now, uh, what's your favorite song that you've written? Oh shit. Uh, Ashtray's up there for the, uh, I guess for the therapeutic side of it. That was really a song that that you know helped me out. Um, but as far as favorite to write. I like the I, I like I really liked writing the storm. The storm was storm was really good. The storm I felt like it, it as far as like the the metaphors that were used and everything. I, I was kind of impressed myself with it afterwards when everything like came full circle. And then my manager was the was the one that he did the weather report on there that was like mm. you know and that was just kind of cool to just be able to because like even talking about old hip hop like I was just listening to the um the old Block is Hot album and mm. Wayne does like he was he was doing some skit and he was like trying to not be Wayne but it was, like, you could tell it was yeah, Wayne you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so it was like it was just cool to, to to go back and use like the elements we had to make you know and we and nobody knew it was him either and so we like told people but mm. it worked you know so I, I really enjoyed writing that one um, yeah so either that one or Ashtray probably my favorite that I've written okay now what is your most personal song that you've written um I think for when I was rapping, when it, when it was like when I was doing bars, it was uh, I'd rather talk to strangers. That the the first track on the on the album for I'd rather talk to strangers. Mm. Um, that was just like me just talking my shit in the sense of like there had been some shit that happened. I was kind of just touching on everything that was in my life at the time. Mm. But I think Ashtray, Ashtray was probably my my most like that means the most to me because. I've been in that situation so many times. And then once people started coming up to me being like, yo, I've been in that situation. Mm. Like, um, that was kind of like, damn. So something I'm doing is helping you out. Like I had somebody hit me up in my DM one day. They were like, yo, my, my, my father passed away two weeks, two weeks ago. And he's like, I've had ashtray on repeat. And he's like, and that shit is really just, he's like, he's like the whole, like, uh, um, I will never break, but I might bend. He was like, that line is like sticking in my head. And I was like, the fact I was like that's just it was crazy man it was like mm. you know what I mean so it's like the fact that I got feedback on that is probably like my favorite because it was the most that's like helped other people mm. as well as myself like that whole shit was a therapy session for me right. and it was crazy because I wrote it in uh, I wrote it in Cali in California I wrote it in San Francisco in 2015 I think I wrote the hook and then I came back and I had a I had an original verse for it that was a I was rapping on the verse. And it got scrapped and got put somewhere else. Mm. If you hear that song, that feature, it actually makes sense that it would have been Ashtray's first verse. Mm. But it also fit very well on this other dude's song. So I, I let him have it. So <clears throat> I came, uh, we had the beat and we were going to record it, but the beat was all blown out and shit like that. And I just told my my manager, I was like, yo, we'll put it off to the side. When we find it, we'll find it. I'm not going to rush this track. So 
years, like a year and a half, two years passed, and my manager, every session we have, he's like, yo, what about this song? What about this song? What about Ashtray? What about Ashtray? I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, chill. I haven't found a beat. One day, this motherfucker was in the studio, and he played the beat, and I was like, that's it. Uh, that's it. Let's do it right now. And we did it, and it was like, it just happened to come out like that. I wrote the verses right there, everything. So it was like, it just flowed, and it was like, I looked back at it, and I was like, damn, this was really like, it was so it was, easy to write because it was reflective, you know what right. I mean? It was like, it wasn't anything that I was faking. Now, what's your writing process like? Like, do you have to have like an ambiance? Do you have to have like, you know, something in the air? You got to drink something? Yeah, like, nah, up? definitely. Like, if I go to the studio and I have a writing session, I have to be alone mm. or or with whoever I'm co-writing with. Um, and then I do, I got I got one of them little like candle wax melter things. I, I keep a mm. nice scent in there. Right, right. <laughs> um, I keep, I got my lights depending on the mood of the song, change the lights. Mm. Um, good weed. Mm -hmm. maybe a little liquor right. um, you know just whatever to get the and then like sometimes it won't even be it won't even be like we're gonna write to this we'll just put the beat on or like put something on just in the back and then we just just live in and all of a sudden somebody be like yo what about this mm -hmm. yep that's it alright we gonna roll off of that alright you know but if it's just me like you know I'll even just write what I want to say in the song. I'll be like, here's the topics I want to touch mm. and make sure that I touch all those topics and just write the lyrics as they come. But sometimes the lyrics just come and you just can't, like, you can't fight it. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. Right. Now, um, was it was it you that, that took a break from music, I want to say, for like a little while? Like from like 2017 to like maybe late 2018, you wasn't really putting out shit? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like... I was like putting shit out but it was really more of like a revamp time and really just finding myself and how we wanted to do it and then we had like an album ready mm. and then we couldn't get half of the samples cleared and like the it was just it turned into like a 13 track album to like a 5 track EP which I just kind of threw out there and this was like 2016 2017 maybe but yeah, I did take a little break, but I never really stopped. Like, even when I said I was going to take a break, that shit just, I couldn't do it. Like, mm. my father would call me, be like, you picked up your guitar lately? Right. Still, I'm, 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 27, I'm 27 years old. He's like grown as fuck. He'd be like, you pick up your guitar lately? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, dad, I have I have all of them in the studio right now. Yes, mm. I'm playing. He's like, all right, just make sure. Now, how much of an influence does your father and, like, your mother have when it comes to your music? Oh, you know, man. I mean, like, when it comes to, like, the guitar and when it comes to, like, actually discovering music. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, discovering music, my father was my father was the type where, like, he took us down to the basement and he had, like, record crates. And he was like, all right, mm -hmm. so this is Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is Frank Zappa. This is uh, Janis Joplin. This is Diana Ross. This is, you know. And then <clears throat> my mother... She, I mean, my father, he always, he, we had the drum set in the basement. We had the guitars everywhere. So we just were, we grew up around it. And like my family parties mm. was like, instead of like Thanksgiving, instead of everybody watching like football, like normal people do, mm. we all watched like Eric Clapton DVDs and everyone was like huddled mm. around like, look at that guitar. You see that? That's gotta be a 68. No, it's a fucking 72. You asshole. It's like, that's a rose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> shit that like, you know, I only like would, I guess, fly in my family, but, um, so that was like just growing up. And then my mom wasn't a musician at all. So I don't know how she ended up with my dad, but like she just, <laughs> she's just a good soul for putting up with the shit. But she right. was the first person that ever, she bought me, um, it was I think my 15th or nothing, maybe like I was 15 years old, Christmas time. She bought me a microphone and a, and a mixer for Christmas, USB mixer. How old was you? I was like 15. Okay. So like, good investment, she, mom. Yeah, it was. She was like, she was like, you know, 
I see you, you've been recording just on this kid's computer without anything else. And she was like, I talked to your dad and da da da. He told me a little bit about it. So she's like, I hope this helps. Mm. And I was like, what? what? I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, so that was like a huge, just like, okay, you know. And even then, like, there's been times where, like, you know, when I, when I dropped out of college, she was like, are you sure? Like, you know, but she never once was like, I think it's a bad idea. She's like, if you say so, like if you if you feel like this is what you want to do, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a back you. I think that's priceless. Priceless. And my father, my father, well, my my father. I mean, we had a we had a show. And like I didn't go on until midnight. And like my father was like, he was like out drinking or something. He said, I'm coming. I'm on my way. My mm. father showed up at the show. And he was like the happiest motherfucker in the shit in the in the building. And then like you know what I mean? It was just like that's my boy. That's my man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah let me you know. So it was, it was cool. It was like. And my brother, my brother's a musician too, so like he's DJed some of my some of my shows, and like it's like it's a big thing, man. It's like, it, it definitely helps when the family supports you because it's not a career that it goes over well with a lot of families. Like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I've had people that are like, yeah, man, I told you know my mother disowned me because I wanted to make music. And it's like, damn, wow. now, now you really got to go for it. Yeah, you know, that's fucking wild. Me, I know that no matter what happens, I you know even if I go flat broke, my mom will be like, hey, you gotta you gotta spot on the couch. Bring a I guitar. Mean, bring a guitar. You know what I mean. <laughs> now, how often do you practice on the guitar, or is it like an oh, every day, thing? every day? Because I keep them on, I keep them on my walls like you do. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying. So like, I can't really walk into the studio without grabbing one. And I have mm -hmm. like, I have ones that mean a lot to me. Like I have my grandfather, and my grandmother's guitar that are like from the 50s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. So like those just they just sound amazing. So like a lot of times, like if somebody new comes in, I'm like, you gotta hear this motherfucker. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like you just show it off. But I also did my vocal training with it too. So like I'll move up the neck and just try to you know warm up my voice before I do things so right right you want to play something you, you feel the urge to play something we can play. you know you can look on I, look on the wall and see something you know I'm G a, ain't here to I'm actually a, hook up all the shit you know go ahead if you if you feel the urge man play something now nah, you go let's see what we can do I 
shit's hard, man. I like this stuff. Yo, this motherfucker got talent, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of motherfuckers that come on this show with talent, man. I don't know what to call them, man. Connecticut got something to say, B. <laughs> Now, do you play any other instruments besides the guitar? Um, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like teaching myself how to play piano right now, just like on YouTube University. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? YouTube University. Um, yeah, nah, bro. I tell people all the time, they're like, "Yo, teach me how to play guitar." I'm like, "You got, you got internet connection?" I'm yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, there are people that like I don't know theory really. Like I just picked up the guitar and just kind of learned with it. But like, there's people that can really sit and teach you, and, and you can learn something. Like, um, I would, I would. I play bass. I mean, if you play guitar, you play the bass. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I did. I do that too. Um, I like stringed instruments. I would love to learn to play the violin. Mm. Or like, I don't know, anything really, man. Like my my homie knows how to play the saxophone. Like that's something I would love to learn. Cause like, if you play saxophone, you're the coolest motherfucker coolest in the room, no matter what. Room. Like, no matter what, you could play the illest guitar solo in the world. Don't matter. You Nigga play with the that sax, come on. Nigga, it's a problem. Panties are gone. Go <laughs> Yo, they they, ain't, they ain't even on the stage. They yo choom, the sax nigga, yo, they they off before the first note hit. It's done, bro. Since so they know he coming up. Now, I guess my last thing is because I don't want to follow that guitar solo and shit. So, what's the, <laughs> like, 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 what's the biggest misconception about Ian Matthew? Uh, shit. I don't know. Like every time I meet somebody and like I meet them, they're like, yo, you're a lot nicer than I thought you would be. I don't know. I guess sometimes, I guess, I don't know. Did you have a mean mug? I don't know, man. I, I try to smile a lot. I don't know. But like people be like, oh, you're nicer than I thought you would be. I don't know if it's just like maybe like people think I'm going to be pompous or some shit. But like biggest misconception is just that like I don't want to talk. Like if you want to come up and you want to say hi, like, you know, people be like, I wanted to, I wanted to say I love your song, but I didn't want to talk. You know what I mean? It's like, come and tell me. You know what I mean? Let me, me yeah, let me know. I my, my old nickname was Mr. Greet Me When They See Me. <laughs> so, so like you know if you see me say what's up like i'm down to talk i'm down to have a good conversation mm. i love meeting new people i'm not that artist that's like you know thinking they better than anybody else right i'm, I'm from torrington i'm can't normal as shit yeah straight up got a lot to say straight up can't lie at first i was i was scared to listen to your music i thought you was gonna be like every other white boy yeah a lot of people do i get and right. i get that and i get that that's why i feel like a lot of times i have to go a little extra mile to show like you know i'm, I'm serious about it i'm here to stay Mm. You know, but but it's then like you keep seeing a motherfucking name, so it's like I I gotta kind of check this yeah. out. But then when you start hearing, it's like okay, this well, song this song, alright. And that's this the thing too dope. is like I teamed up with a my manager. Really, is my social media manager because mm. like for people that have that conception of like, damn, you know, I don't want to go and listen to it. I see him. I can make it now where my video pops up on your Instagram, right. whether you like it or not. Mm. you know what i'm saying so like you go you gonna listen to me right you know and you then you can make the decision but at least i know that i put myself in front of you you know honestly and like you know i guess with uh with some pride and you know i could stand behind it mm. and be like if you don't like it that's cool mm. but you know but i feel like me. i feel like it's good enough to to put it in front of people and have them be like what you think man mm -hmm. so yeah because i've been hearing your name for a while and then you know like my stamp with a lot of music is OB. So when OB starts sharing yeah. some shit or, or he like likes some shit, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this a listen. Yeah, shout out OB, man. But like, I've been listening to shit for like, you know, maybe like a year or two. I'm like, yo, this nigga's dope. So I got to, you know, get him in here. And then when, when I found out that you start playing piano and you start singing, I was like, this motherfucker's really talented. 
Like, like he ain't just like another white boy. Like this motherfucker can really like. Yeah, like that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to bring was kind of like you know. I wanted it to be like he's not a white rapper. He's just a musician that happens to be white. You know what I mean? Like if couldn't you, have said it better. <laughs> if you if you need me for if you need me for a soul record, I could give you a soul record. If you need mm. me for a rap record, I give you a rap. If you need me to just play a bass line on your beat, I could do that too. Mm. You know, just respect me as 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 a musician. That's all I care about. I don't care about skin color. My my mother's my mother's Peruvian. My daughter's mom is Guyanese. Like mm. skin so color. So he fucked a couple black girls. He ain't here. Uh, oh no, nah, nah, I, I, I he mean, with the shits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I just I've I've grown I've grown up around culture so much that like for people to be like, oh, you're the white rapper. It's like okay, yeah, but okay, what else do you have to say? Mm. Like, anything else? Because like that's a that's a very shallow thing, you know. And I get it too because I get the stigma that comes with it. I grew mm. up in Torrington, man. I seen a lot of, seen a lot of funny shit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I've always stayed true to myself and, and been able to be like, you know, even even if it, a lot of it is just staying in it for the long run. Because a lot of people think you're gonna quit, and then eventually just giving you the time. Like even somebody like yourself, where you're like mm. you've been seeing my name for a while, even just working hard enough to keep my name going like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's fucking difficult to do. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, I, have you grown up around a lot of like ethnicity? Yeah, my mother, okay. my my mother was Peruvian. My uh-huh. mom, she still, I mean, she was. Yeah. So like, so like, my birth mother's, my birth mother and father white. Like, I'm a white, hundred percent. Right. SPF one hundred white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> yo, SPF one hundred. <laughs> like, like me, like me and my daughter, me and me and my baby daughter rock the same suntan look. Right. You know so <laughs> that's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so like. But um, now, nah, growing up, I had a friend. Uh, we was like 10, 11. We met up, and he lived up the street. And I just spent a lot of time at the house. And it became, it became like I was spending the entire month there, like going home here and there, and like spending more time there. And they became my family. So now, like, you know, Christmas comes around. If I don't show up, I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 talking Spanish to my mom. My mom's making me Spanish food. She's, you know, she's calling me son. I'm calling her mom. She's buying me presents on Christmas. Next thing I know, I just have a whole nother family. Right. So like, and it was it was nothing to me, like, because this is what I grew up on. It was a, a very you know influential time in my life where I just was like, holy shit, there's way more out there than unseasoned chicken and broccoli. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. I'm like, damn. So now I'm learning about all these different cultures, and like, and from there, I was, you know, I'm in school with other people, and you learn about different types of Spanish and da 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 da. And right. then, you know, just growing up and like, I I, w- I never I never was the the white kid that steered away from culture. Like, if I saw culture, I was like, let me be in that. I want I want to I want to know something new. Uh, this is probably more fun than what I'm used to. Right. So like, it was just you know, I was dancing bachata at fucking 13 and shit like oh you was on it on it yeah like yeah. there's two there's two things you can't tell mommy is this that you're not gonna eat and that you're not gonna dance on her birthday so like it was her birthday yeah. and she wanted me to dance so it was like i had no choice yeah so it's like but it, it was those things that helped me grow and helped me learn like you know how what it what it, it means to one be myself be a white dude but also be accepting of other cultures and not be that typical white dude that's just like yeah we're the best yeah because yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. we're not even even yeah. even though the music i listen to like even even the music that we listen to all stems from black artists like you know what i'm saying like I, i've yeah, been so heavily influenced by ethnicity in in different places like i would be so stupid not to to embrace that it, embrace yeah, it and yeah. be like yeah hell yeah I'm, I'm down let me let me learn you know yeah man that's that's wild man shout out to torrenton <laughs> you know 
So shit you never hear anybody say. Exactly. Shout out to Torrington. <laughs> shout out to Young Dro. Shout out to Torrington. <laughs> shit you never hear nobody say. <laughs> so shit you never hear niggas say. <laughs> so uh where can they uh, find your music, first of all? Uh everything. Uh you can check my website, Ian Up North. If you're gonna search Spotify or um, Apple Music The Everybody tends to search Ian Up North That's just my social media So if you're looking for me On social media It's at Ian Up North um, Facebook is uh, Facebook.com Slash Ian Matthew Music um, Yeah no you, S Yeah no S Matthew, Matthew. Middle, Matthew Matthew my middle name Right So if you're searching um, Spotify Apple Music Title Google Whatever um, Just search Ian Matthew mm. And it'll come up And follow me Follow up on me Check on me. Make sure I'm good. I'll make sure y'all are good, too. Right. I like that, man. I like when my fans check up on me because I like checking on them, too. So mm. Glad we had this conversation, man. Yeah, hell yeah, man. That's dope. So, uh, let's see. Where can y'all find me? Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter, HK underscore Domino, uh, Domino Effect Pod on Twitter, Domino underscore, undersc- no, Domino underscore Effect underscore Podcast on Instagram. And then uh, you can follow my other podcast if you're into like comic books and shit like that. So three and just podcast, you can fuck with me there as well. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to touch on? Anything else just you want to say? Just a real quick shout out to the team. You know, my my man James is funny because he had brought up he had brought up your name to me mm. probably like a year ago, and he was like, "Yo, we got to get on this dude's podcast." And I was like. Yeah, I was like, for yeah. sure. I was like, for sure, but I had seen who you had on there. Yeah. And I was like, let me let him come to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like kind of like similar with how like I met the breed. Mm. Um, I wanted to work with them, and I still want to work with them. We haven't really gotten to that point yet, but um, I just kind of figured out who they work with, who's mm. around them. Right. And I was like, let me let me appeal to these people first so right. that when we you know, come like they got a cosign, kind of like how OB did to you. you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I want people to cosign them and have them be like, "Oh shit, let me check him out." So one night we was in the studio after you know I you know sent out some messages to different people. And Snacks looks at me like, "Y'all heard you dope." Mm. Let's find out. Let's find you know, out. So I put yeah. it on. You know what I mean, it's just like that. So it's like I rather you know, don't always like don't don't be afraid to reach out, but you know, make sure you working so it's kind of like people notice you people too. Know and so, you. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. Yeah, because I heard because uh, I think the first time I heard your name was Tiffany, and then you did the intro yeah. for her other podcast, yeah, Two Twelve, yeah. and, and then you know I just kept hearing your name and seeing your name, and then it's like Ob is stamping him, so I'm like, all right, so I, I take Ob's like you know words bomb, yeah, hell I'm yeah. like you know I'm gonna check the nigga out, and I was like, yo, I actually like this motherfucker because I don't I don't talk to motherfuckers I don't like to, yeah, yeah, like, I don't give a fuck about your buzz, your record, whatever the fuck. If I don't like you, I don't want to talk to you. I, I can't tell you how many motherfuckers have reached out to me in this four years it was like yo i'm dope i'm this i'm that and the third and then they send me a record I'm like nah this ain't that like, bro yeah, yeah i ain't fucking with you so it's like i don't want you, i don't like i said i don't give a fuck about your buzz nothing like that i don't want you on my show just because you sent me a message you want to be on here like nah, yeah I'm yeah good. yeah but like i said I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation thanks glad we glad we got to uh get in the studio uh shout out to g even though he ain't here you know four years Four years of this it's shit. It's crazy, man. Four years. Congrats, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a it's been a fucking journey. So let's let's try to go for four more plus that. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. Hell, the marathon the marathon continues, motherfucker. So um, yeah, I guess that's it. So uh, one thing's for certain: we too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Ian Matthew, and we out of here. Yeah. Domino, motherfucker, what's that? C'est tout ce qu'on a